Welcome, dear listener, to another episode of True Hauntings and Scary Stories, the podcast where we alternate between spooky conversation and scary short stories. (laughs) Now, here's your host, Miss Cynthia C. Welcome, spooky friends, to True Hauntings and Scary Stories, where we bring the spooks to you. <laughs> you realize the intro does that for you, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm trying to mix it up. I'm trying to well, do some different things. Welcome to Cindy's Friday, y'all. Hope you're ready <laughs> for this, because I'm not, so... I'm a little giddy and slap happy because it's almost Halloween and I love the spooky things. So now that I am and excited I love about. our topic. I was not sure how I was going to feel about this when you told me we were going to talk about it. I was like, oh, really? Like, that's so odd. Aww. And then I did the research and I was like, I'm going. Yeah, there's uh, our topic today is haunted B&Bs, so haunted bed and breakfast, and there's a ton of them. There's just an absolute ton of haunted bed and breakfast, or at least those that claim to be, but there are a ton that really are, Mm -hmm. and so we had no shortage of options, and there are some that would have been easy picks, but we chose to do other ones. Yes. Now, mine are a little bit more on the hotel side. But they were close to home and fun, so I added them in anyways. You slacker. Honest to goodness, Kat. That's it. Like You're, you're going to like it. For sure. <laughs> you're going to like it. You're going to want to go. Well, mine are actual B&Bs, so well, that will make up for it. I don't know. You're better than And me. one of them I actually stayed in, and I have a ghost story for. Ooh, okay. So, so I'll let you go first. We can't forget Myrtle Plantation, of course. That is a very, very Mm -hmm. famous one in Louisiana, which I still plan to Mm -hmm. go to. And it's on your spooky bucket list, isn't it? It very much is. Yes, it is. And of course, we have to give our ever-loving shout-out to the Stanley Hotel in Colorado, Mm -hmm. which is, of course, the site for The Shining amongst many other Mm -hmm. ultra actual real haunted stuff going on there. So we didn't include those today because you guys probably have heard about them either on Mm -hmm. other podcasts or anywhere else, but they're also very, very famous. So like Cindy said, we went a little bit to the obscure side on this one, or, or at least a little less known. So the first one that I'm starting with is called the Tutwiler Hotel. And it's in Birmingham, Alabama. Cool. Nice. And Birmingham's about three hours from me. So I could go if I wanted to and stay here. Which we might. Mm-hmm. This is this hotel is actually part of the Hampton Inn and Suites chain. But residents and anyone who goes to stay there, they most commonly know it and refer to it as the Tutwiler Hotel as opposed to 
Oh, the Hampton over on X Street, Birmingham. <laughs> it's the Tutwiler. It has it has its name. It was built in 1914, and it is considered the city's first modern hotel. So all the the modern fanciness that the city needs. It has 149 rooms uh, for guests, and then it also has 53 suites. I thought that was pretty extravagant, 53 suites. That's fancy pants. Once I hit the lottery, I'm going to stay in the suites. Yeah, it is really pretty, too. You guys can look up pictures online and all that good stuff, and it's, it's very pretty. Originally built as Ridgely Apartments, so it was not built as a hotel. Later on in 1986 is when it became a hotel, so I feel like that's not too long ago, but it was. No, I was seven (laughs) then, thank you very much. That's not that long ago. (laughs) (laughs) Calm down. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. So... In, in the sense of like old haunted hotels, it's not old yeah. or anything like that because it was converted, but it was still built in 1914, which was a hot minute ago. Mm-hmm. Now, the ghost that is the most common one in this hotel is known as the Knocker. That's, that's, that's his nickname. Mm-hmm. It's believed to be haunted by... Major Tutwiler. Um, I've also heard him referred to as a Colonel Tutwiler, so that's up for debate. Which he was a former resident when it was the Ridgely Apartments. He is known to knock on doors throughout the night, hence the name The Knocker. So he'll just walk up and down the halls at night, knocking on people's doors. They'll answer, there'll be no one there. People have also witnessed lights turning on and off by themselves and so not just flickering because i know what you guys are thinking oh it's a old hotel flickering lights no these are just straight up off and then on and then off and then on doors opening and closing on their own and he's also been known to frequent the restaurant that is in the hotel and been known to leave the bar lights on and the stove on so he just wants the place to burn (laughs) oh my gosh right (laughs) that's not very nice running up that gas bill i thought it would be really fun too to add in a review of someone who has stayed at the tutwiler hotel nice (laughs) so this comes from tripadvisor historic hospitable haunted and nice. this was <laughs> this was reviewed in may of 2015 <laughs> right <laughs> everything that you want for a hotel mm-hmm. this was in may of 2015 yes you heard me right haunted first a bit about the hotel you had never known you were in a hampton inn no offense hampton uh but my room was 619 was huge The bed was comfortable, the linens were higher end quality, and the rooms are decorated in soft muted greens and gold with cherry stained furniture. So very pretty, like I said. Wish there was a fridge or microwave to make the room perfect. Oh, and then my TV remote was held together with electrical tape, but it worked. Listen, (laughs) we got enough problems with the stove and the lights being left on, okay? Don't be so picky, okay? Breakfast was plentiful. There was a wide assortment of hot and cold food, including waffles, eggs, biscuits, and gravy, oatmeal, muffins, cereal, and fruit. 
Now, if you know the South, you know we do biscuits and gravy, right? The hotel is gorgeous, marble staircase, grand lobby, wide hallways, and beautiful architecture. I can't believe it was built in 1914, and it's a historic landmark. Now, as far as the haunting, my first night, about 2 a.m., I heard a lot of banging, like someone checking in with a bowling ball and dropping them on the floor. I chalked it up to loud guests. My second night, about 2 a.m. again, there was someone knocking incessantly on the door of the room next to mine. It lasted about 30 seconds to a minute. Then the door opened and closed, but I never heard anyone talking. I was expecting an inebriated couple fighting. Not the case. About half an hour after the first knocking, I heard it again on the door on the other side of me. I never heard the door open. So no big deal, right? Well, the next morning, I decided to Google information about the hotel, and there it was, the friendly knocker. (laughs) There have been reports of knocking in the middle of the night on the sixth floor. Again, I was on the sixth floor. Would I stay again? Absolutely. Just not on the sixth floor. So (laughs) it is common knowledge that the sixth floor of the Tutwiler Hotel in Birmingham, Alabama is the most frequently active floor. (laughs) The better part of this was that the office manager of the Tutwiler responded to this review and said, thanks for taking the time to write a gorgeous review about our character-filled Tutwiler. We are glad that you enjoyed your stay while we hope our guests did not disturb you too much (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh that's great isn't that great that is great i need to have that job i want to work at a haunted hotel or bed and breakfast and my job needs to be um answering reviews where they talked about being haunted i just want to be that person (laughs) that gets to write back to them (laughs) there you go you heard awesome. it here, folks. Cindy's career <laughs> aspirations. You got a haunted B&B. Yeah. We got a responder. Yes, a review response team. That'll be me. <laughs> and everyone will end with spooky later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Well, my first choice is the St. Francis Inn in St. Augustine, Florida. Obviously, because I'm from St. Augustine and because I actually stayed in this bed and breakfast and I actually got haunted the whole dang night. And I have talked about it once or twice on the show before. I can't remember when. It's been a long time. I was going to say, is this the one you went on your honeymoon? It wasn't honeymoon, but yes, I did. I took him there for his birthday. That's right. (laughs) I knew it was an occasion. And you were like, yeah, you're going to get haunted. Never mind. Yes. I was trying to prove to him that ghosts really exist by booking the most haunted room in the most haunted B&B in St. Augustine. And let's hear uh, how that that worked out for you. Yeah. So first I'm going to tell you guys the story behind it, because when I did talk about it before, I didn't go into the actual details of the St. Francis Inn. So the St. Francis Inn was actually, the building was built in 1791. That's when it's registered. Yeah. On the National Register of Historic Places. It is actually registered there. All right. You win as old building. (laughs) 
1791. It was named the St. Francis Inn in 1948, but um, it's been an inn longer than that. So it started out as a home and stuff, but it eventually was turned into an inn, and then 1948 is when the St. Francis Inn got that particular name it had others. So um, their website, they love that they're haunted. They own it. They have a whole page dedicated to telling you the ghost story behind it. And they've had a couple different like ghost hunter shows come and stay in this room that I stayed in and um, investigate it. And uh, you can find that out by simply Googling it. You can go on to YouTube and Google St. Francis Inn, and I'm sure they'll pop up for the different shows that have been there. So it's a beautiful bed and breakfast. They have beautiful suites. It's not super big because it is a bed and breakfast, but it's three stories of, of rooms. And it's beautiful. They have a lot of amenities. I highly recommend it. I would absolutely stay there again. But, so this is the story behind it that they have on their website, which I will link in the show notes. It says, St. Augustine being um, America's oldest city, that is incorrect. It is not America's oldest city. It is America's oldest continuously occupied European settlement in North America. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Asterisk. That's coming from a local. (laughs) It has a colorful history of four centuries and many legends of ghostly figures. Some believe that the ghost of a young house servant haunts St. Francis Inn. She has become known as Lily, and strange happenings reported in one third floor inn room lead it to be named Lily's Room. So that is the room that I booked. They do call it Lily's Room, and I literally called and asked for Lily's Room. And I booked it. And it was there available on the night of his birthday. So Of course it was. <laughs> it was meant to be. And his birthday is the 13th, you guys. Just saying. <laughs> so you <laughs> For had somebody that doesn't like paranormal perfect, stuff. <laughs> perfect conditions. Yes, girl. Yes. A story is told of a young man who lived with his uncle, Major William Hardy, spelled like the restaurant Hardee's, uh, who owned the inn during the middle of the 19th century. He fell in love with Lily, one of the young black servant girls, believed to have been a beautiful slave woman from Barbados, and they would sneak into rooms of the inn to carry on their secret love affair. Uh-oh. When the uncle, a, yeah, when the uncle, a military officer, walked in on the lovers, He dismissed the servant and ordered his nephew to never see her again. The nephew, deeply depressed, killed himself, some say by hanging himself in the attic, which is actually now Lily's room. Others say by jumping from that third floor window. So either way, he killed himself in that bedroom that I stayed in. They did not tell me that part. (laughs) They did not tell me that. If I had known that suicide was involved, I don't know that I would have stayed there. Not in that room. So it just says for years, um, guests and employees have reported apparitions of the ghost in Lily's room and in other parts of the inn. Some have seen her passing in the hall, all dressed in white. Maybe she returns to find her lover 
One housekeeper tells of listening to MTV on the television. That's how old this, this report is. Um, listening to MTV on the television while cleaning Lily's room. When she returned from getting clean sheets in the hall, the television was turned off. And she would joke that Lily did not like MTV. Yeah. (laughs) So here's what happened to me. You, You can go to the link and read their whole thing that talks about what other people have seen. But this is what happened specifically to me. When I booked the room, I told them, that it was my husband's birthday, that I was surprising him. And uh, I told them I wanted the haunted room because I wanted him to get spooked and all that. And they were kind of laughing with me about it. And they told me that Lily's room was the most haunted. And they told me that she liked to mess with people's makeup, like makeup bags. So I took all my makeup and I put it in a Ziploc bag, like a big one. Backstory as well. Cindy's husband is a non-believer, so this is why she wanted to put him through this torment. Yes. (laughs) I wanted to convert him. This was years ago. We've been (laughs) married for 24 years, and this was our first year of marriage. So this was 23 years ago that I did this. (laughs) That's how long I've been that devoted to the paranormal. (laughs) So... I took all my makeup, I put it in a Ziploc, so, you know, to make sure the ghost would know that that was makeup in there. (laughs) That was my logic at the time. And I put it on a chair on the opposite side of the room of the bed because I did not want the ghost near me, per se. (laughs) So I did that. They also told me something I wish they hadn't. They told me that while one of the cleaning ladies was cleaning the bathroom, the ensuite that is in that suite that she got trapped in there. They said that the door shut while she was in there cleaning and oh, that geez. she couldn't get out. But there, there's no lock on that door at all. The, there's no lock on the handle at all. So the door simply would not open for three hours. Good Lord. So I had that information rolling around in my head. So I surprise him. We go there. It's great. We They had... At the time, I assume they still do, they had bicycles that you could just kind of take out of their shed and go ride bikes around downtown St. Augustine, which was super cute. And they're located in like a really old section of St. Augustine, like the original city part. So we did that and it was really fun. Well, listen, my husband, the romantic that he is, that night was Monday night and it was a wrestling night. (laughs) And he liked professional wrestling, right? So he started watching that, and I fell asleep um, while he was watching that. I don't remember him going to bed. But the problem with that is that I didn't pee before I went to bed. So just keep that in mind. So then, middle of the night, I'm sleeping. When I sleep, I sleep with the covers, like, bunched up under my neck. Like, I pull them all the way up, and I sleep on my side. So I was um, sleeping, and I think what happened was that the covers got pulled off of me slowly, and it caused me to stir. That's my theory, because I stirred and kind of woke up, and I I just instinctively reached down and grabbed the covers and pulled them back up again, and then I turned on my side. And this is how you know that Cindy is a writer, because none of us would say that I awoke because the covers were stirred 
No, the rest of us are like, <laughs> someone's messing with my blankies. And I got woken up. And then I stirred in my slumber. <laughs> and I thought, oh dear, what could the matter be? <laughs> but seriously, don't, don't mess with my blankies. We're going to have a problem. Yeah. So I pulled them back up and I turned over on my side. So, and went back to sleep because at the time I didn't realize what had just happened. I truly believed that something was pulling the covers down and that it stirred me and I reached up and I reached down and pulled them back up and turned over. So then moments later, I feel a slap on the back of my neck, like oh, somebody popped me one on the back of my neck and I instantly was awake. I flipped, you know, onto my back and just kind of laid there like what just happened was still snoring beside me and that's when I realized something's wrong like something's different in here the atmosphere is not right something's wrong so then I'm laying there and I realize I can hear a noise and it's like a like a shuffling noise or something okay. and I kind of peeked up over the covers you know across the room and the light from the window was hitting that plastic bag just right that it was shimmering because it was moving. The plastic was like reflecting the moonlight and I could tell that it was moving because oh, of that. Geez. So that noise I could hear was my makeup inside the, the bag moving around. And I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is what you wanted. Right? So I'm just laying there watching this bag shimmer and like make noise. And I'm like, no, 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 this is not right. And then I realize I've got to pee. <laughs> and I've got to pee like really bad. Dun, dun, dun. What am I going to do? That lady got trapped in there and I'm, I'm not about that life. So I'm... just don't shut the door. Well, that, yeah, but you have to stop it from shutting, right? So I'm nudging and I'm like, there's a ghost. And he's like, oh, you know, and he, he wouldn't wake up. I could not wake him up. I got him awake just enough to kind of sort of turn on the dimmer light a little bit because the lights in there dimmed. Mm -hmm. So he did that barely and then he was gone again. So I like climb over him because I didn't want to walk around the bed, you know, just <laughs> prancing around where the ghosts were or whatever. So I climb over him in the bed and I, they had this big armchair that was beside the um, bathroom and beside the bed right there. And so I dragged that in front of the bathroom door and I figured <laughs> if this ghost is going to shut this door, it's going to have to work at it. You know, it's not going to be easy. So I blocked the door with that thing, and I kid you not, I was hovering over that toilet in full running stance. If I had heard a pin drop, I, my ass would have peed a line down that bathroom <laughs> to get out of there. <laughs> Too funny. Like, I know it's, it's obviously not funny at the time, right? I right. probably would have, like, shooken my husband awake and pinned like no you need to get up right now the shit is going down okay I gotta pee you're gonna stand guard like the, get right. up you're in this with me but afterwards you can imagine you just like sitting there like alright if, if we're going we're going 
Yeah. I, I, I'm serious. I'm not sure I rested my butt on the toilet seat even. I was hovering in running stance like, you know, ready. I am not. I was just, all I could think was I am not getting trapped in this bathroom. Not today, Satan. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I did that. Nothing happened. I peed. You'll be happy to know. And <laughs> I went, shot back into bed. Everything was fine. And then I spent the whole rest of the night listening to that makeup move around periodically because it would start and stop. And um, that was my night. I couldn't go back to sleep. So uh, the next day we checked out and I didn't say anything to him. Um, he didn't remember me waking him up or trying to. So I didn't say much to him. And then the next day after I'd gone to work, because I had to work the next day, I called them from my work and I told them what happened to me. And the lady that answered the phone, she said to me, oh, honey, that ghost only haunts women. (laughs) And I was just like, gosh, dang it. Nobody told me that. That would have been good information for me to have. So anyway... That's my story about the St. Francis Inn. That's what happened to me. I like it. Probably not going to stay there, but I like it. <laughs> you should, though. It's very pretty. Maybe not Lily's room. Or maybe so. I mean, it's it's about what you're into. The ghost is sexist. She only haunts women. Right? <laughs> I want other people to suffer with me. Yeah. My next place is Haunted AF. Like, I was reading through this and I was like, I can't notate all this. I'm just going to have to read some of it. I'm into it. I will have Cindy put the link in the show notes. So Mm -hmm. that way y'all can check out the... uh, And this is is from a website called Ghost City Tours. Okay, so they actually do a whole bunch of, of... ghosty tours and stuff which is pretty cool uh but this is the marshall house in savannah georgia nice savannah georgia is very haunted yes and i know that we've taught well i don't remember we talked about savannah before i don't think so I think it's just kind of common knowledge once you get into ghost hunting and stuff or or spooky haunted places. Savannah comes up pretty often. So I'm not overly surprised that this this hotel is on this list. Um, But the goings on in this hotel, good night. So the Marshall House Hotel was built in 1851. Now, what's really cool about this is unlike the the St. Augustine Hotel and a lot of the other historic hotels, it didn't start out as a house. Um, Mary Marshall was the gal that built it, and she built it after inheriting the land from her father, and she built it as a hotel. So it okay. wasn't converted later on. It started its life in 1851 as a hotel. It was occupied in the Civil War by the Union as a hospital. Mm. And then it was used twice more in the 19th century as a hospital to help with the yellow fever epidemics that happened. Oh, man. This place is screwed. So So screwed. So screwed. (laughs) Those are all the trademarks of a good haunted Oh, my goodness. 
Now, in turn, again, just like any of our historic places, this place is beautiful and huge. I couldn't find, like, square footage and, and room counts on this one or anything, but it is just massive. Um, but like I said, it is haunted AF. So some of your regular occurrences are faucets turning on and off, doorknobs mm-hmm. wiggling as if someone's Ooh. trying to get into your room, but the door's locked. Oh, Lights flickering. Out. Right, I know. Like, I just get, you know, get up and you hear that. And you and I have been in old houses, you hear that doorknob wiggle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like your average It's a very hotel. specific sound. Yes! Yes! And it, it's in old, it's in haunted movies, guys. So if you've seen those haunted movies <laughs> where the doorknob's wiggling, that's what we experience in our own homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, not it's a yet. Real thing that I'm, I'm hoping not. Anyways, I don't want that. No, in, I totally have house. in this house. Yeah. In that house, not just <laughs> Nanny's house. Your house now? No, in my house a few months ago. Oh goodness. Yeah. Get here. <laughs> yep. Anyways, in the Marshall Hotel, uh, lights flicker, toilets overflow for no apparent reason. Ew. Right? That's I'm hoping nice. that they've already been flushed. So, this is another reason, <laughs> folks. Flush your toilets. <laughs> and disembodied voices. So, just hearing stuff all over the place. Now, that one I'm not overly convinced on because big places like that, voices carry like nobody's business. And you'll yeah. always find those one pockets where someone will be on the far other end and you hear it like if they're right next to you. But the fourth floor, there's always that one floor. The fourth floor is that floor where it is most actively haunted on the fourth floor. Uh, Early in the morning is usually when you can hear this stuff. So again, haunting hour, three, four o'clock in the morning. You hear loud crashes and really just a whole lot of noise going on on the fourth floor of all kinds of stuff. Ghosts, there's actually ghosts seen at the Marshall Hotel. Uh, Mary Marshall herself has been seen walking around. Uh, In one of the rooms, uh, you can hear an old-fashioned typewriter. So just that, uh, I have a mechanical keyboard, so you can hear just the little clicky-clackies of of an old-fashioned typewriter. That room that they hear the typewriter in was the room of author Joel Chandler Harris. Mm. And you may not recognize his names, but I bet you recognize Uncle Remus stories. So he wrote, uh, Joel Chandler Harris wrote the Uncle Remus stories, and he would write them in that room of the Marshall Hotel. So you can hear typewriter going. So they got some residual haunting. Right, exactly. Or he's just working on his next novel. A writer's work <laughs> is never done. <laughs> he's a ghost writer now. <laughs> and we now have to cancel <laughs> True Hauntings and Spooky Stories, guys. I'm sorry for this sudden and tragic news, but Cindy brought this upon herself. We wish oh, you all the best. Thanks for listening, one. and good luck finding another podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, 
Alright, so one of one of the ghosts is a lady ghost. And she haunts oh, the ladies lady. <laughs> it is a lady. She haunts the ladies' restroom in the lobby. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes she'll lock the stall. Nice. So just be aware of that, Cindy, if you go. You in <laughs> bathrooms. I'm gonna have to be in running stance again. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's true. I keep getting haunted in bathrooms. Why is that? You're at your most vulnerable. They can smell the fear. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> now, in the Marshall House Hotel, there are also ghost children. Okay, we got all ages oh, running around here. They can be seen, actually seen, apparitions, skipping, running, playing games in the hallways. Uh, at night, sounds of marbles. Uh, you know how little kids used to shoot marbles back in the olden days? I know my brother had them and used to throw them at me. We used to play with them at Nanny's house. And ru- uh, rubber balls like they used for handball and stuff like that can be heard in the evening times, which uh, your normal kids now are not playing with those kinds of toys. They're too busy poking screens. So mm-hmm. one of the f- most infamous stories is about a mother and son who actually stayed at the Marshall House Hotel. The boy's mother was in the bedroom and her son was in the bathroom playing and talking to himself. Her son then came out of the bathroom crying and she asked him what's wrong. And he replied, the boy bit me. Ooh. Right? Confused, she asked, what boy? And then he said, the one I was playing with in the bathroom. The boy's Mm -hmm. mother quickly went to look in the bathroom and didn't see the boy of whom her son spoke about. I'm reading this from the website. But when she looked at her son's arm, she found that there was a bite mark. All the color immediately washed away from her face. She later found out that this was not the first case of strange bites at the Marshall house. Oh my gosh. Right? (laughs) I laugh because I've been bitten as a little kid by other little kids. I don't know what it is Mm -hmm. with... And I've I've bitten before too, so... (laughs) There have been other guests who have been inflicted with a child-sized bite mark. That was done with so much force that each time a bruise was left and each time the bite mark was on the spot of a body that would not have been that would have been impossible to reach unless said person was a contortionist. Hmm. So it's wow. not like just on the back of the arm or, you know, on the forearm where you can lift it up and bite yourself. Like these are in weird places. So yeah. the kids at the Marshall huh. House Hotel are a little bit bitey. Watch wow. out. That's particularly spooky to me. I don't know why. I guess just being violated by a, a spirit like that. That's, uh, I don't know. A kid spirit, it, no less. You can't yell at them. Yeah. You can't ground them either. <laughs> They're already grounded. <laughs> For eternity. Yeah. Now I do have to tell you, it gets worse. But wait, there's more. <laughs> right? Seriously. So in 19, in the 1990s, the hotel was being restored. They were doing some upgrades, some fix-ins, and the, con- the construction workers found a bunch of bones downstairs, so kind of on the first floor. Oh, no. Right? So 
It became a crime scene, and they did a whole bunch of investigation. Turns out that during the Civil War, the main floor was used as a surgery room, and they oh, guess no. they they estimated that the bones that were found were the amputated limbs. Oh my gosh! They just buried them in the house, or they were left somewhere, put in a clock. Who knows? But there, there was scatterings of bones found. Oh my gosh, that's messed up. Some of those soldiers have remained in the hotel. Mm. So. Guests have have stated that they see soldiers walking around the halls. They smell rotting flesh on the main floor every once in a while. Um, Yeah, a a little, a little particularly. Um, Sometimes it will also go upstairs. Again, the fourth floor is the most haunted, the most active room 414 is the worst for a rotting flesh smell. They treated that room with everything they can possibly think of uh, and they've gotten rid of it for the most part but it will still come back every once in a while. Wow. One of the biggest uh, sightings of a soldier that really stood out to me was a guest saw a soldier walking around holding his severed arm looking for a surgeon. He was asking people for a surgeon. Oh my gosh. Right. So residual haunting, but still spooky nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what a terrible eternity to be trapped in. Mm-hmm. But again... I thought it would be kind of fun to read one of the reviews. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't I think of that? That's great. We recently spent several nights at the Marshall House and had a couple of experiences. Unexplained noises and smells in our room and outside in the hallway, which brought about some unsettling, eerie feelings. We were told the floor and room was haunted. Our room, which was on the second floor with a courtyard view, we too heard the marble rolling sound, and Hubby swears he was awakened by what he said sounded like childish giggling in the sitting area. But when he turned on the light, nothing was there. He figured just perhaps he was just dreaming. We really enjoyed our stay, but there was an overall sense of spookiness, and it was as though we were be- we were waiting for something to happen or appear. Probably mostly due to all the hype that Savannah has about being a very haunted city. And there's more reviews wow. about hearing loud crashes, being touched, strange smells, whirring noises, all kinds of, of crazy, crazy stuff going on. But... For the low price of 150 a night, you can stay at the Marshall House for with uh, with all the spooks that are there. Hmm. So my last pick is the Farnsworth House Inn in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. So the Farnsworth House Inn in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania was built in 1833. It's what it has been used 
At one point during the Battle of Gettysburg, it was used to house snipers, and the Confederate snipers would try to shoot the Union people as they came around a corner or whatever. Okay. And it's those, one of those snipers are rumored to have shot Jenny Wade, who is said to be the only civilian casualty of that entire battle. Wow. And she was supposedly shot by one of the snipers in the attic of this inn. So um, it was used for that. Then it was also used as a hospital during the battle, like an after and, you know, dealing with all that. So, yeah, this house has seen some some stuff. And actually, the walls of the house, they have counted more than 100 bullet holes that are still in the walls. They have not fixed them. Wow. From the Battle of Gettysburg. So they actually have a ton of Civil War artifacts in there, too, you know, in case the house wasn't haunted enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. They put a whole bunch of Civil War artifacts in there. They have a bunch of ghost tours that either walk past the house or include it in some way. Plus, get this. They have a cellar that is also, of course, supposedly haunted. And they do a ghost talk, like a ghost storytelling in the cellar that you can go to. Oh, my gosh. And I just have one question. Do they let you drink the wine while you're listening. No, that. <laughs> I mean, you're already in the cellar, so um, that I'd pee my pants. I am oh, highly susceptible to stories. <laughs> oh, I would do that. I would go. I mean, they're true stories. It's stories of the house and stuff. So uh-huh. it's it's not like, yeah, true stories. I'm in it. I'm I'm about it. So they say it's haunted by numerous soldiers. Lots of different soldiers because as a used as a hospital, just like you said, they did a lot of amputations and a lot of death happened there. It's also supposedly haunted by a female midwife who worked there at one point when it was a hospital not related to battle because Aww. that was a thing. And delivering to babies. And then this one's kind of interesting. It's also said to be haunted by a little boy named Jeremy. So what happened was Jeremy was outside and he was basically playing chicken with the horse and carts, the horse and buggies. And he messed up. Oh, Jeremy. And he got hit by one of them. So when that happened, they scooped him up and they ran him into this house and put him on the floor and they're trying to like save him and stuff, but he did not survive. So he ended up passing away in a bathroom what is now a bathroom of the house and so they say that he haunts the place um the house itself uh farnsworth is named after the owner of the house i believe it was owner um he was 25 years old when he actually died during the battle of gettysburg goodness so he he actually didn't survive the battle and um, it's named after him. 7,000 people total died in the Battle of Gettysburg. And I just, I'm, I noted that because I thought it was more than that. Now, there was 40 some odd thousand that were wounded, but only 7,000, I say only, but 7,000 people actually died. Yeah, I thought it was more so, than that too. Me too. 
That's a lot for back then, though, if you think about it that way. Yeah. Um, there's a door. Here's the probably the most interesting part about this inn. <laughs> there's a door in the basement cellar, in the room where they sit you down and tell you ghost stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a door that has a white cross painted on it and circled, you know, in white paint or whatever. That was painted on that door by Lorraine Warren while they were doing an investigation there trying to help with the haunting. She said that that door is trapping an evil spirit behind it, that she she trapped an evil spirit behind the door and painted a white cross on the door to keep it in there. And I was watching a YouTube video of a couple of guys like ghost hunting in there, but they were doing it um, sarcastically like they didn't they don't really believe in ghosts so they were kind of goofing off and stuff and one of the guys fully opened the door oh, <laughs> he's like am I allowed to open this and the other guy's like uh well they didn't tell us not to <laughs> he was like okay he like opened it he's like oh there's just a water heater and some like electrical stuff back here no big deal and I was thinking like they have to open that door then at some point because they have to deal with those things every now and then yeah like <laughs> so weird what a weird thing but yeah apparently Lorraine herself um, painted that cross on the door so and they have a curtain hiding the door they have a curtain over it so you don't just walk into the room and see the door there's a curtain so yeah means don't open it yeah (laughs) are we allowed to open it well I didn't say not to (laughs) dude the cross on the door says not to right seriously (laughs) I hate taunters, I mean, I'm not though. religious or anything, but... Yeah, and they did that the whole time. They were, like, cursing the ghosts out and stuff, oh, and gosh. it was obnoxious. I wasn't into that. But I did find it interesting to see the door, you know, with the cross on mm-hmm. it and stuff. So, yeah, the Farnsworth House Inn in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, is supposed to be crazy haunted. Crazy haunted. They, and they talk about it a lot on their website. They have um, special ghost hunting stuff that you can do there. So check it out if you're going to Gettysburg. Gettysburg is on my bucket list. Paranormal bucket list. So Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be. Check it out. I'll link it in the show notes. Yeah, it's supposed to be just extra, extra haunted. So... Not overly surprised. Yeah. Had you already heard about it before? Gettysburg? No, I meant Farnsworth. Oh, no, no. I haven't heard about Farnsworth before, but uh, I have heard about Gettysburg being ultra haunted itself. Oh, for sure. So, guys, that's what we've got. Our haunted B&Bs or hotels, whichever. (laughs) Let us know. Join our Facebook group. I always put the link in the show notes. So join our Facebook group and let us know if you've been to any of these. If you have any experiences, we would love to hear about it. You can email it or you can post it in the group. Either one. Uh So that email is Cynthia at TrueHauntings.com. And it'll be in the show notes too. (laughs) So it's almost Halloween. So we are almost there. The home stretch of spookiness. We'll spook you later. <laughs> <laughs>